I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers, only some of which you have yet discovered. I'm a superhero. I'm a real-life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We'll make you a superhero. Are you ready to become the hero? Initiating surprise in three. This two is one. The Real Dying Show. Happy Black Friday. Happy Thanksgiving. Today, we have some more thoughts on The Mandalorian, episode three. I've got a good theory, actually, to share with you. We've got five reasons being thankful is actually really beneficial for you. Some Black Friday shenanigans and history and our usual stories and nerding out on the things that we absolutely love. Ah! Give me the cash. Been here long? Yeah, long enough. Come on, give me the cash. Is that a Z-140? Alleviated titanium. New charge assault model. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Good thing for me it's not loaded. <laughs> what do you mean it's not loaded? Well, you have to, have to push that little yellow button to load it. <laughs> Take your time. Oh, God. You want me to... Okay. There you go. Give it a gas! <laughs> It's a very dangerous gun. You know, maybe you better let me hang on to this one for you, huh? You don't mind, do you? No. You sure? No. Take it. I don't need it. Let's rock it. Uh, welcome back. Thank you for listening and joining us. We really appreciate it. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Hey, Captain Influence. Give me the gun. Give me the gun. Let's rock it! Let's rock it! I don't need it! <laughs> oh, another fifth element quote right there. That is one of my favorite scenes in the entire movie. Hang on, I gotta swerve. I gotta swerve away from somebody at Black Friday. Hang on. Oh, oh, uh, look out! Yeah, alright. Almost ran somebody over. Okay. That's what you gotta do when you go into one of the stores on Black Friday. Give me the cash! <laughs> maybe, maybe, work. maybe not. Uh, don't do that. <laughs> Half yeah. the people around you are gonna be packing. <laughs> Oh, I it's love it when he's like everywhere. You gotta press the little yellow button. Oh, you you want me to help? No, it's a, take your time. <laughs> <laughs> Just take your time Classic. mugging me, no problem. Ah, good times there. Well, you know, Sci-Fi November is wrapping up. I can't believe Aww. it's almost over. It's a good thing we're not constrained by Sci-Fi November with oh, our yeah. Sci-Fi consumption. Otherwise, That's I'd be a very depressed person 11 yeah. months out of the year. That's true. I mean, we, we get our opportunity to really nerd out on it this month and, you know, like in an insane way. But other than that, yeah, one more day. Well, after today, we've got the rest of today, all of tomorrow. And then starts December and all the thanks uh, uh, Christmas. No, I'm, I was going to say thanks Christmas. It's like, happy Christmas. Um, I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore. Christmas starts. Thanks Christmas Ween started on October 31st. Well, that's true. No, they don't even put in thanks anymore. It's just Christmas Ween. <laughs> or Hollow Miss. Hollow Miss. Hollow Miss. All right, be honest. Who's already decorated for Christmas? One, two, three, not it. Okay, well, we started. We got our trees up and our outside lights up while it was warm before Snowpocalypse hit. Because, yeah. you know, uh, we, we find ourselves every year decorating for Christmas outside when it's about 10 degrees and it's snowing. I kind of go, okay, time to do this when it's a little warmer. We didn't turn on the lights, though, until after Thanksgiving. 
we got those up. We got the trees up. The rest of this comes this weekend, actually. Put the little felt reindeer horns on on your dog's head and good point. Delta's head. Yeah, yeah. Dress up like a Grinch. Yeah. That's a good idea. She'd look good. Good dog for that. Yeah, that's true. She does look good with, with reindeer horns. Not that I've ever tried it, <laughs> but it, it's a good idea. Give me yeah. the cash. <laughs> dude, dude. So uh, this is not a fun thing, but you know, I have that little laptop PC for when we're gaming. Yeah. Not even two years old. We're playing mm-hmm. and all of a sudden the screen shuts down. Basically just immediately goes to no signal. Computer locks up. This is going on all the time. I'm thinking, oh, it's the game. You know, they did an update. I go into a little bit more finding out, well, it's probably an overheating issue, but I'm thinking this computer's not even two years old. Why are we having an overheating issue? This is why I love Mac. And I know we have some friends who absolutely hate Macintosh, but here's the truth. And you may disagree with me, but this is the truth in my experience. So therefore, it's the truth. <laughs> Brian, nobody cares about the truth anymore. Everyone has their own truth. Go ahead. Okay. okay. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, well, that's too bad. But the reality is this. When you get a Mac, you know how they say like late 2019 or early 2019 or mid 2019 model. That's, that's how they classify when this model actually releases. So whatever that classification is, if it's a late 2019 model, every one of those computers built in the late 2019 models will have the same components and they usually try to buy, you know, higher quality, if not some of the highest quality components to go in the computers. Now, nothing's perfect, but when you have that level of quality control, you're going to have a lot of less problems with people and, you know, their computers, right? PCs, on the other hand, they don't do that level of quality quality control. They'll find the cheapest parts to keep their prices down. And one model of an Alienware laptop versus the next model, even though they were produced at the exact same time, they're going to go out to two different people, may have completely different components in them. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm not a big fan of PCs as much because you never mm-hmm. truly know what you're going to get. You may have the you know a perfect PC laptop or computer that's going to last you for seven years and you may have a lemon. You just, you never yeah. know. And of course, yeah. I'm not as big of a fan of Microsoft versus OS X. Now for gaming though, you have to have a PC or a console. You can't game on Mac really not, not very well anyway. Eh, sometimes. If you do boot camp, it's definitely you can, not meant to be gaming. Yeah, exactly. They're not built for it. So that's why, you know, in fact, uh, Captain Hammerpants and I, uh, a friend of ours who listens to the show. Hello, by the way. He and I went to the Nuggets and Suns game, by the way, this last weekend. Ed, a lot is of Ed fun. listening right now? Yeah, I, you know, I hope he is. I'm a little nervous now. I don't yeah. know. Oh, Ed, Ed's always listening. Thankfully, he was extremely generous, and also he nerds out on this kind of thing. He says, let me come over and uh, open up your computer, because he's got all the tools oh. and everything, and he loves that kind of stuff. So we opened it up together, and I learned a lot about my laptop, because I used to build desktops for fun a while yeah, ago. Yeah, those are easy. Yeah, but opening up a laptop that you didn't build is very different. Huh. So we, you know, oh, by the way, ifixit.com is basically how to tear things apart, fix things and put them back together. Oh, neat. So something Never to heard of it. remember. I know he told me about it and I was like, this is a really good website. So check it out. Oh. ifixit.com. We all learned something important today. Yes. ifixit.com. Yeah. Just ifixit lies in like iPhone, you know, I, ifixit.com. Got it. Really, really, oh. really helpful site. We opened everything up, you know, took all the necessary screws out, took everything out in the correct order And the only thing we could think of when I was reading about this online is that the thermal paste, which is basically what, you know, goes on your processors or your uh, graphics processors and stuff like that. Between the processor and the motherboard. Exactly. It either wears out 
or wasn't applied correctly. And so mm. redoing it is ideal. Well, the problem was is getting into these kind of laptops is a little more complicated and a little harder than it. Like you have to disconnect way too many things and, or you need special tools to be able to reach in and disconnect and reconnect things. Cause your hands can't fit. Right. So I was like, okay, this is going a little too far. So what we did is, uh, and he was looking at the current thermal paste and he said, yeah, this was not applied very well. Oh, great job, Dell. Interesting. Yeah. They you sucked mean Alienware. Well, Alienware is Dell. So yeah. I didn't know that. See, I learned, yeah. something, I learned another thing today. <laughs> Dell owns Alienware. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So they did a crappy job putting the thermal paste on. Like too much thermal paste on one of the processors. We couldn't tell which one was which though because we couldn't see it. But anyway, he went in and he added a little bit more thermal paste on the actual both processors. He said, well, it's not pretty. Ideally, we'd go in, we'd clean up the thermal paste and then we'd add new thermal paste in a correct manner. And it would be the most ideal fix, but because, because we couldn't get in there, it's like, well, we'll do a little bit. So anyway, what he did seems to have at least remedied the situation for now. It's probably not a permanent fix, but it's at least. It hasn't whole... been crashing after five minutes of loading up a game. Exactly. That's good. You know, what's funny is it did actually the first game it shut down and then I said, let me try it again. And I didn't have any problems after that. In fact, well, see, I, I ran so... it pretty hard. We are all thankful for Ed's small, delicate hands being able to reach in and, and apply thermal paste. <laughs> and we're, we're also grateful for Ed's gigantic ping. Yes. Um, for those of you who have no idea what the heck a ping is, <laughs> it's your internet, basically. Let's just keep it simple. He had the slowest internet for the longest time. And so he'd get on and his ping, because, you know, this is like computer speed. His latency. His latency, yeah, would be so huge. And he'd be, you know, lagging out and he'd be like, well, what I just saw happened like, you know, a minute ago <laughs> in real life. <laughs> but now he has good internet. So he's all good now. So we used to joke about Ed's big ping. Now you're all in on the joke. So, yeah. Well, I want to say this, though. Thank you, Ed, Captain Hammerpants. This was really, really fun. And two, like I learned a lot about this laptop. Very cool. Good times. But while my computer was down, I thought, you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to I'm, I'm going to become productive, which was great. So yeah. during my nights when I couldn't game with people or relax. I ended up working, which is good and bad. You get a lot done. But on the other hand, you start to develop a lot of stress problems because you never really calm down and relax. So there's balance, right? right? Get stuff done, have a good time. But I got my consoles all hooked back up and everything set. Thanks to my dad who actually uh, put together a nice little shelf to kind of raise everything up so that I could actually see everything. And I've got a nice little setup now in the cavernous studio here that I didn't with the consoles. So this is really nice now. Still got to work on the streaming thing so that you and I can play some Spider-Man. Mm, so I can watch some Spider-Man. And anyone else can actually watch too, which would be fun. But yeah, it's a good time. Yeah. And you know, I got a bunch of other little things done, a lot of maintenance things done that I needed to do when it comes to like computers or Plex and all those fun things that we do. And I was just like, it just kind of felt good and I needed to rest too. So I think again, there's balance. I liked it though, but uh, balance yeah. and everything. Yeah. You know, it's so funny. I, I have these conversations with people and just because I just love hearing what people have to say. And you've got these people who are just like, man, I just want to have fun and entertainment. You know, don't give me anything too deep. Don't give me anything. You know, that's their thing. And then you've got the other people that are like, you know, I really focus on just learning something. I want to be informed and educated. I want something deep. And to me, the fun and entertainment is just like a, it's an afterthought. Yeah. And I just think, man, I am of the mindset of full on balance. That's just me, that's man. Good. It's like, yeah, we want to learn. We want to be inspired. Deep is good. Shallow is good. Fun is good. Entertainment is, you know, balance. 
Balance is good, man. Make me want to get in the lotus position, Brian. Downward dog or mm. up, you know, upward actually hurts. Have you ever done any of those yoga moves? Yes. My yeah. wife does lots of yoga. So yeah. Are you uh, I, in the downward dog position quite a bit during the day? I just know, like stretching to say, out? I just like to say and watch downward dog. Yoga is an interesting thing from a stretching perspective. Mm-hmm. If you do it correctly and you don't push yourself too hard because some of those people are incredibly flexible. So it's like start where you can and work your way. They can really make you feel good. And you can also really pull some muscles if you do. (laughs) (laughs) Learned that the hard way. Yeah, I don't dabble too much in yoga. I just like to say downward dog. Do you want to start a free yoga class? Start by bending over and picking up your dog. And it's not an appropriate word. (laughs) Known as the downward dog position. Then put it in a bin. (laughs) (laughs) Ha <laughs> ha. I love it. Good one. It's Black Friday. It Get is. Out. You know. It's not your thing, right? No, not at all. That never has been. I think the last couple of years, I've when we talked about this, I kind of went, uh. Yeah, not your big thing. Uh. Yeah, we talked about it a little bit last year with Green Butterfly. And, you know, it's yeah. funny because I, I think I even mentioned that I used to get very excited for the day after Thanksgiving. And I, it was just kind of a fun thing. I shared some stories yeah. last year about how it's like, you know, my dad and I used to go out and we'd have a good time. and But that was not even honestly that long ago. We're talking probably five years and then plus ago. Right. It was fun. I mean, it was kind of this crazy thing. Yeah. People were insane, but you just kind of ignored them and you'd mostly you'd go out and people watch, which is more fun thing than anything else. I envy those of you out there who enjoy making an event out of it. I think that that's awesome. Good yeah. job. Yeah. I just don't like crowds. So I just, I stay away from it. I don't think it's as exciting. The sales aren't as good. In fact, it was funny. A friend of mine, he and a bunch of his friends would get together and and they would, I think it was like Thanksgiving night. They'd all individually go through all the sales. They'd write down on their list where they were going to go, where they were going to (laughs) go first. And then they would get together and they would head out and then they would do all their shopping. They'd come back. And while they were eating breakfast, they would immediately make sure to fill out like all the rebates and all those things before they did anything else, send in the rebates so that they didn't forget about it. And, you know, it was like this huge event, but I don't even think yeah. they really do it that much anymore either because it's not as good. Some sales are still good, by the way. I was looking. Amazon has a few good sale. It depends on what you're looking for, but I still feel like most of the deals can be purchased online rather than standing in line, especially more and more the all the time. Yeah. yeah. We're also trying to buy less crap. We don't need more stuff. If we buy anything, it's like, you know, buy experiences. It's more fun. Yeah. We talked a little bit about the origin of Black Friday last year with green butterfly she touched on one thing but i have a little more history that i found to be very interesting courtesy of the history channel oh so the first recorded use of the term black friday was applied not to holiday shopping but to financial crisis specifically the crash of the u.s gold market on september ironically 24th of 1869 Two notoriously ruthless Wall Street financiers, Jay Gould and Jim Fisk, worked together to buy up as much as they could of the nation's gold, hoping to drive the price sky high and sell it for an astonishing profit. It was a Friday in September. The conspiracy finally unraveled, and it sent the stock market into a free fall, bankrupting everyone from Wall Street barons to farmers. So that's kind of the whole original, original term of Black Friday. I know Green Butterfly touched on, it was 1961, no, 1950s, I'm sorry, it was the 1950s about how the city of Philadelphia, the police in the city of Philadelphia used the term to describe the chaos that would happen on the day after Thanksgiving, you know, the hordes of the shoppers and tourists. So if you remember that from last year, it was just like Black Friday, Black Friday because of all the, the headache and just the crap that went on. And so 1961 is when Black Friday caught on in Philadelphia 
The most commonly repeated story is the tradition to the retailers. So if any of you are familiar with business, if you are operating in the loss, basically you're in the red. Red, yeah. If you're operating in a profit, you're in the black. And so the whole point was that throughout the year, you might be operating in the red, but the day after Thanksgiving, you'd be operating in the black. So it was Black Friday. Yeah, I just remember when it was called like the day after Thanksgiving, you know, day after Thanksgiving (laughs) sales. And you'd be like, okay, let's go shop on the day after Thanksgiving. You didn't call it Black Friday until, I don't know, seven years ago, maybe. Black Friday is so good for marketing, though, Brian. Oh, of course it is. Black Friday. It just sounds so ominous. The glaive from Crawl, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, Well, there you go. So I would like to know, though, if you found any good sales, what are you buying right now today? Send us in your shopping list and successes and failures and also your trampling stories. Let's hear about this. Yes, please. We want trampling stories. Oh, yes, we do. Absolutely. Hey, by the way, do you know that being thankful is beneficial to you, Captain Influence? Do you know that? Yeah, I do. Because being thankful is a positive mental state. So, yeah, it has to be good for you. We talked about being thankful and how important it is and all that. I, well, I know we've talked about this last year and oh, we yeah. talked about yeah. it the year before. Do you Probably. feel that we have actually internalized it and mastered being thankful? I have. I don't know. It wow. depends on the person, honestly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm constantly thankful for everything I have because I've got it. So I've got it so good yeah. and I'm not rich. Nothing wrong in my life, honestly. So even, even well, except for a little, a few minor health issues. I mean, but well, sure. aside from those, I have lots to be thankful for. So, You know, I I agree. I think you are a thankful person. I find that a lot of people, we talk about being thankful and the benefit and people go, yeah, that's a good thing. And then I find that a lot of people, unfortunately, just totally forget about it and go on with their lives and they just have regrets and grudges and anger and frustration. That's understandable. Even though we've talked about it. In fact, Mm -hmm. I heard a great quote. It was something along the lines of that everything that has ever needed to be said has already been said in this world. And in this, like <laughs> it's all been said, it's all been done. Nothing new is under the sun. Right. And then the quote goes on to say, however, most of us forget it or we didn't listen the first time. And so it needs to be said again. And I'm going to keep it really simple this year. Cause I think, you know, we talked about like 20 reasons to be thankful or 30 benefits or whatever. Let's do this. Let's keep it to five. Okay, we're going to keep this so simple that you can't help but remember these. It's important. Yes. Five reasons right here. Being thankful is beneficial for you. Number one, showing thanks to others makes others feel good. I don't know if you care about that. I'm, well, let me rephrase that. You listen to this show. You care about that. Of course you do. Not everyone does, but I think most people truly do care about making others feel good. So showing At thanks to others. Summer yeah, yeah, well, we talked about it last week with the, the magic yeah. words. Thanks was yeah. one of the magic words. Yes. Yes, <laughs> that's right. So show thanks to others. It'll make them feel good. That's number one. Number two, I love this one personally. Being thankful gives you confidence. Who doesn't want more confidence in, in their own life? Well, and the reason it gives you confidence, I guess, is because when you think of things to be thankful for, you realize how good you really have it. Yeah, Compared to so many other people on this ball of rock we live on. Well, interestingly uh, enough, they, they go on to say that the more confident you are, the less worried you will be about comparing yourself to others and what they have. Right. Interestingly, yeah, exactly. going along with what you said. Yep. And it's also contagious. You know, this is something I've, I've done tests with this. You know, we, we know that the social tests, you know, where it's like smile at someone, don't smile at someone, the whole thing. <laughs> But the same kind of thing, confidence, it's like if you exude confidence, people cannot help but be attracted to you in some way or another. 
That's why I'm such a sexy guy, Brian. You're dang right with your six. Wait, you have, you have a six pack or an eight pack? I can't it's, remember. It's up to eight now. Again. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. All right. Number three, wow. thankfulness makes you a more positive person. There you go. I mean, simple. This is simple stuff. Oh, it's awesome. I know. I'm basking in it. If you're thankful, you'll be positive. I love this. All right. Number four, writing a gratitude journal can help you sleep better. Now, this is simply, in fact, Sarah and I started doing this where every day, usually in the night, three things we're thankful for. We share it with each other. It can be simple too. Like I'm thankful to have heat while it's snowing. I mean, really, honestly, that's really important. So if you do three things every night before you go to bed or at least sometime in the evening, write three things you're thankful for. It doesn't matter what they are. You start getting into a great habit. It's going to help you sleep better. And again, who doesn't want better sleep, dude? Oh. Yeah. In the summertime, my, my number one thing on the list is going to be air conditioning in the wintertime. It's going to be heat. Yeah. Oh, so true. And the last one, number five, it just makes you happy. I mean, really just simple makes you happy. Being thankful makes you happy. I agree with all five of these. They're so simple. I don't think you even need to come up with 20 or 30. I think these really, truly encompass them all. The key, I think, is realizing what you have to be thankful for, no matter how down and out you are right now in life. If you're listening to the show, you probably have a lot of stuff to be thankful for. You just have to think about it, and then the rest comes automatically. So, yeah, it's hard in the middle of a, a crisis or a painful situation. It's very hard to come up with that. I mean, I know that, but trying to, but they're there. Even if you're not really feeling it, if you're just like, I'm just going to write them down, I don't feel it right now. It's going to happen. It's going to help and it's going to make it more of a like positivity and happiness will eventually trump the negativity and stuff going on, at least in your mind. And that's all that matters (laughs) because like you said, perceptions, everything. Yeah. I hope those were encouraging to you. And I hope that this, if you didn't talk about things you're thankful for yesterday on Thanksgiving, then do it today. Start writing those things down and then let us know what you're thankful for. The Mandalorian. You watched episode three? Oh, yes. All right. I haven't uh, watched episode four yet, which came out today. I haven't either. We're one episode behind, guys, but that's by design. I think most people at this time of Friday morning probably haven't watched episode four yet either. Probably. I mean, by tonight, sure. You know, you got to get out and do your shopping first, and then you'll go home and watch The Mandalorian and bask in your shopping success. Cinnabon and yeah. Oh, Cinnabon. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's a good idea right now. Oh, my gosh. Pumpkin muffins, something just, oh yeah. So still thinking about this show, we shared some of our thoughts last week and I, yeah. I wouldn't say that I was negative about it, but I would say I wasn't like super enthusiastically excited about it. However, yeah, you're right in the middle. Yeah. Episode three has boosted my interest, my confidence in the show and also my excitement for the, for the show so far. I liked Good. episode three a lot. What did you think? Well, I liked episode three a lot, and this isn't really a negative at all. I'm just really surprised at the level of violence in the series so far. Uh, really? I, I, yeah, I personally don't mind it because I think it makes it more gritty, and I want Star Wars to be grittier and less campy. So really no complaints on my end about it. But it's just, since it's a Disney title and it's an exclusive Disney title, it's not like the I Marvel. I mean, folks, if you haven't seen it yet, I'm not saying it's a really violent show. It's like violence is on the level of, say, your typical Marvel film or Star Wars. So, okay. I don't think yeah. it's any okay. less yeah, violent enough. than Star than any Star Wars. Yeah, movie. I, I suppose. I just, I mean, it, people are getting disintegrated left and right in this show. So it's like um, Star Trek. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I mean, I, like I said, people. I just, yeah. 
this is in no way a complaint because I like it. Sure. It's just I'm a little surprised. I guess it was it surprised me, even though it probably should not have. So hold on um, though, because I think this is interesting. Because be, you're saying it's because of the Disney title. Let's just say it was a Star Wars show. It had nothing to do with Disney at all. Would you even think twice about the violence? Probably not. Um, okay. And maybe a little bit because I just like how gritty this series is so far. I do too. Um, yeah, it's not super gritty, but it's not like Game of Thrones gritty, but it's gritty enough. And there's virtually no camp yet. And I really appreciate that. So the first two episodes were rated PG from a TV perspective. Yeah. And I'm not seeing what the second one was, but I would assume it's a 14. Yeah. And it's not gory violence either. No, not any st- it's just disintegration violence. Like all of a sudden the bounty hunter is disintegrated. It turns into poof, like for the worlds type of thing, you know, sweet weapon. Yeah. Yeah. No disintegration. Well, <laughs> no, not on this show. <laughs> yeah, well, sorry. I'm just we're mixing our things here. Well, good. All right. What else? So not, not too spoilery here, but I don't understand why the rest of the Mandalorians in the show have jetpacks and he doesn't. Yeah. He even says at the very end of the episode, again, not really spoiling anything, but he says, I got to get me one of those. Those were awesome. Which was, and it's like, awesome. why don't you have one? <laughs> Everyone else does, but he doesn't for some reason. See, um, you know, and I, I want to say that really quick because that's a really good point. And something I think I even said this at the very beginning, like he's a bounty hunter, but he doesn't seem like he's that experienced yet. Like he doesn't seem but, like a, a Padawan or a noob, but he seems like he's not quite as experienced. And what you see in the first couple of episodes is he's got yes. older armor and also he doesn't have a jetpack, and I'm thinking like it's almost like we're watching his character in his growth years where he's going to work up his skills. He's going to get more experience. He's going to get new armor. Maybe he'll get a jetpack. you know, like you'll see him work his way up into the elite ranks of the Mandalorians. That's my theory. And that's my maybe. hope. Too. I don't know. It's just a maybe. But in this episode, I do need to mention that in episode three, the, the Mando is portrayed. We call him the Mando for short, right? Yep. Because they refer to him as the Mando. But he's portrayed as a much more of a badass in this episode. Yeah, for sure. Which made me realize something when I was thinking about it. Boba Fett, which we all know is the original Mandalorian, right? He was never actually much of a badass. He postures a lot in Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. He looks cool. But the one time that he fights in Return of the Jedi, he's quickly and easily dispatched. Yeah, pathetic. Yeah, it's it's like, and and so there's this whole mythos developed around the character of Boba Fett in in our popular culture for decades now since Empire came out, where he's just this badass bounty hunter. Where really, if you watch it, he's not at all, not even sort of. And so I got to start started thinking, what other characters or historical figures? have had a similarly inflated reputation. Hmm. Now, I thought that and without actually saying, okay, this guy, this woman, this woman, this guy, etc. I I didn't actually have a chance to put any thought into it, but it would be an interesting study to think, you know, because it does happen. Popular perception of a certain figure. For example, this is sort of an example, although it's it's, it's a bit of a stretch as an example here, but Napoleon, Hmm. we all think of him as a, a short the reason there's a Napoleonic a complex is because, dude. yeah, he's a short dead dude. <laughs> <laughs> that the the reason it, it's called a Napoleonic complex or Napoleon complex is is it's a it's a phenomenon where short people, especially short men, have this psychological need to to feel bigger. You know, like like yeah. other animals in nature, how small animals can sometimes have defenses where they 
light up color wise or they do some something about them make they inflate themselves to make themselves more intimidating to their sure. predators or sure. whatnot. People do that too. Oh, and they yeah. call it Napoleon complex. But the but ironically, Napoleon, he was five foot seven. And back in the seventeenth and eighteenth centuries, five foot seven was slightly over average height for a man, a European <laughs> man. So he was not short. <laughs> by by modern standards, he was short, but Napoleon yeah. was not actually a short man. Interesting. So, but that's just the popular perception of him. Yeah. Just like the popular perception of Bubba Fett was as a bad, the most badass bounty hunter in, in the Star Wars universe, right? Sure. Not at all. Yeah. So that was really that's interesting. True. Yeah, because um, you know, you look at Django and what okay, this is what we see on film. I'm not saying what people have done with fan fiction or the expanded Star Wars universe, but what right. we are given by George Lucas is Django Fett was far more intimidating than Bobo ever was. Oh yeah. Django was, he, they really made him look the part in, yeah. in episode. He was cool uh, too. Bottom line and for, for the Mandalorian is in this third episode, he really displayed quite a bit of skill actually. Mm-hmm. That was very implied in episode one when he had all those bounties stored in carbonite on his ship. Mm-hmm. That alone implied that he really, he knew what he was doing. He just kind of bumbled about a little bit on episode two, but in episode three, he was not very bumbly at all. Yeah. So it's hard to say, but yeah, episode three was really good. I actually think that next week we should answer or you and I should go through. In fact, if anyone wants to chime in, by the way, we've, we love your thoughts. We should answer that question. What other characters let's go with characters. Let's go with fictional characters in movies and TV shows have had a similarly inflated reputation to Boba Fett. I think that's that would be a, good a home- really, yeah, good homework. Good fun question good to answer next assignment. week. Wouldn't that be great? Let's see if my, if my memory is up to it, but yeah, well we can, again, let's, We'd love your thoughts too. So we'll just come up with a few ideas and talk yeah. about them because I think that'd be fun. Along with your trampling stories, uh, help us out here. And thankful folks. stories. Yes. And Yeah. And thankful stories. What yeah. are you thankful for? I loved episode three the most so far. You know, the music still annoys me. The thing about the music though is, <laughs> yeah, it sort of fits. It's not horrible. Still not my favorite thing in the world. It's still very slow, which again, I don't mind. It's more of... Make sure you tell the story. Don't go, don't go slow just to be slow. Like make sure you tell the story. But other than that, I really did enjoy episode three significantly more than one and two. And I have a theory here. If you haven't seen it yet, even if you haven't seen it, you've probably seen all the baby Yoda stuff going on around and everyone's like, who's, who's that? What is, yeah, I have this crazy theory and I want to share it because we were kind of talking about who is this and it's Yoda's, you know, same of Yoda's race and all that. And somebody's like, oh, it's Yoda's child. And I'm like, well, I don't. I don't know. I, I, you know, as a, as a Jedi, you really weren't allowed to have ties or relations. Remember they, they frowned upon that. So anyway, my theory is this, because they said that this baby Yoda type creature is approximately 50 years old because you know, their race lives to be so old. So here's a theory. 900 years, Brian. Exactly. About 50 years ago, according to the storyline was when Yoda was basically in the middle of the clone wars. And even though the Camino ends, you know, would do all the cloning and stuff like that. And Obi-Wan went out there and Yoda was part of it as well. It was about 50 years ago, according to the timeline. So why wouldn't Yoda just say, Hey, you know, in case I die, I might clone myself just to be safe. That way we can perpetuate the Jedi and the teachings and trainings and all that. Or somebody cloned him without his knowledge. You know, maybe the Camino ends, they, 
I don't know, took a sample of him or something like that and cloned him. Mm. I don't know. I'm just saying like one way or the other. My theory is, is that this is a true Yoda clone. Mm, yeah. Could be yeah, wrong. That's a really good theory. But wouldn't it be cool? Yeah, it would. Mm. Clone myself, I must. Mm. Oh, that'd be so cool. Yeah, and especially <laughs> we just need dangling participles, man. That's just the only way to make it work. Uh, dangling. Dangling. I just like dangling. <laughs> Okay, well, one more thing I want to just kind of talk about, which I thought this was very interesting. You and I have been playing Sea of Thieves on and off, and Sea of Thieves is, as we've described, it's a pirate game. You sail the high seas as a pirate. You can do all kinds of... Yeah, Xbox and PC, and they do connect, by the way. So many fun things to do in the game. There's some tall tales, is what they are called, where you can go on actual like like storyline quests and dig up treasures and do all kinds of fun things, and it's very, very intense. Yeah. There's also PVP where you can, you know, fight the other players in the game and sink each other's ships and do all kinds of fun things. It's interesting because this is a game where you have fight each other and you PvP. have the, yeah, the PVP version. And then you have the PVE version, which is the, you know, go do the stories and play the game essentially. Right. The and, problem, and they are mixed in. Yeah. Yeah. And the problem with that is that in the middle of doing a nice tall tale, for example, you are given quest items, relics, totems, whatever, and they don't go into your inventory like most games. You actually physically carry them onto your ship and you physically put them down on a table or on the ground in your ship. Yeah. And so if your ship goes down, that item goes away. It sinks you and you start all over. Yeah, and you can't, you know, respawn <laughs> to where your ship was if your ship goes down, you start all over. So, in some ways it's very realistic, which I actually appreciate and I think it's a bold mm-hmm. approach, but in other ways it's yeah. very frustrating because you know, gaming is meant to be fun, not another job. So right. sometimes you get into this game where it's like, I just want to play the story. I don't want to have a fight with other players. Leave me alone, please. Be respectful. Let me finish the story. And but. I would say most of the time <laughs> that just never happens. They don't care. Of course. No. So you've had some experiences with this recently. What's been your latest well, story? Well, I don't really have much of a story because it's just not very relatable what happened to us. We were playing the other night and we were doing a fairly tedious tall tale. Very fun, by the way. Those tall tales are a lot of fun if you're not bothered. But there was another player very close to us who he was flagged for PvP. He was looking for trouble. We weren't. But so we we spent at least an extra hour playing the game, hiding from him, waiting for him to leave before we could finish it. And so, you know, I think that a lot of people use games like this to either exercise their inner a-hole or to simply be an a-hole. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a good chance for them to do that. And good people who are definitely not a-holes, like a friend Scott who plays with us on game night, uh, he's, he's a totally cool guy. Mm-hmm. But this game enables and encourages them to be a-holes in the game world. You know, you know ganking just isn't for me. I have a really hard time with it because ganking, by the way, folks, is when you go out and kill another player. And keep doing it over and over. Yeah. That's griefing. Griefing is when you keep doing it over and over. Well, that's true. So I have a really hard time with it because I'm just very empathetic. I know that the person I might go after could just be like me and go and trying to complete a quest unmolested. Yeah. Uh, And ganking them, (laughs) ganking them might darken their mood or even ruin their day. That's true. Because you put a lot, I mean, this, this game, you put a lot of time into it, unfortunately, to get these tall tales done or, or to do looking for treasure, whatever you're doing, you put a lot of time into it. And then somebody just, just like the the snap of a finger can totally negate all the hours you just put into it. <laughs> and so, yeah, uh, yeah. but at the same time, 
this game and others like it, so like EVE Online is another example, they are specifically designed for this dynamic, this PvP dynamic. So if you play these games, you have to expect that it's going to happen. Yeah. Now, is ganking respectful? Heck no. Yeah. But it is allowed. Mm-hmm. And if the game were only PvP, in other words, if there weren't tall tales and other stuff you could do by yourself, then it'd be a completely different story. So, yeah. So it's, and I'm not, so this whole thing isn't me complaining or no, us complaining. No, not at all. It's examining this aspect of games that have a PvP and a PvE combination. Yeah. Well, and you know, you can really tie it in because one of the, you, you even asked the question, is ganking respectful? Mm-hmm. And it's, it, I don't know, because, you know, you mentioned Scott, our friend Scott, who goes by the, uh, the gamer tag of Attila, and mm-hmm. he really is a lot of fun to play with. He oh, likes yeah. to say, okay, in this game, there are a lot of people that love to just go and fight each other. So let's go find some, you know, poor sucker or whatever, and let's go after him and have some fun, right? Well, most yeah. of the time, you actually find people who are looking for a fight as well. And so when you're intentionally going out to indulge those people looking for a fight and you have a good time, that's great. And yeah. we have a really good time and he's a lot of fun to, to do that with because his, his attitude towards it is just so hilarious, actually. Oh, and he has the best stories that even oh people gosh. out there listening who don't care one whit about gaming would find hilarious yeah. of just stories of his interaction with other people playing this game. We should bring him on to share them because they are funny. Yeah. Like really funny. They're really stuff. good. Yeah. So that stuff I think is fine. My opinion on this, too, is that if you're going to go out and look for a fight and just have fun and try to fight each other and stuff like that. If it looks like the person is running away from you, like leave me alone, I believe you should respect that. Let them go. They're not looking for a fight. They're probably trying to do something solo, you know, doing a, like an actual story quest. Let them go. And, and a handful of people do. Yeah. And and we, <laughs> we usually let them go. And sometimes though, yeah. but that's the thing, you know, especially when you're doing a big event that requires a lot of time and stuff and people just like they don't care. They don't care if you put a lot of time into it. They don't care. They just want to make your life miserable. And then they'll put things in chat. That's incredibly disrespectful and rude and inappropriate and everything else. And I look at it as that. Okay. First of all, from a gaming perspective, games like this need to say, I'm on a PVE tail or quest. And either it puts you in a different instance so that you can't be ganked or you get flagged where they can't attack you essentially. Like they can attack yeah, they can you, but shoot it at you all they you. want, but it doesn't hurt you. Yeah. yeah. And th- they need to do that in games like this. Although to be fair, hiding while trying to do a quest and staying alive is very exciting too. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. frustrating yeah. at the same time. So there's, there's a mix on that, but <laughs> totally. take this outside of gaming and it's the same kind of thing, yes. you know, like people love to, I mean, you talk about trolls on the internet, you talk about road rage, whatever, like you pick, for whatever reason, ganking is something that happens in real life. And it's like, it's angry people or people that have had a bad day or something. And they just want to make someone else. It's bullying, right? They want to make someone else's life miserable, more miserable than their own so that they can start to feel a little better. It is simply a projection of one's insecurities. That's all it is. Yeah. Psychology 101. And I'm not a psychologist, but I can say that with absolutely 100% confidence that's yeah. all it is and i don't know anyone that listens to the show granted i don't know everyone that listens to the show but i don't the people that i know that listen to the show none of you do this kind of stuff so one congratulations no well i mean you might do it unintentionally but you don't do this so congratulations to you guys like i'm actually th- i am thankful for you yeah. listening to this show you're my friends and i appreciate you having respect for other people 
And I wish that we all could be more models of that in this society because we used to have a little joke like, let's let's do a thing called gaming etiquette. And, you know, we had this great idea. And I think the people that cared about it were the people that were already doing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and everyone else just didn't even care. So, yeah, you're right. Insecurities. How do you do it? I mean, it makes your life frustrating. You just got to it's it's very <laughs> interesting. It's uh, it's not a respectful thing. And, and I wish we could somehow in, influence, like inspire and influence others, which goes back to what I was saying about being thankful is thanking someone else makes them feel good. So respecting someone else makes them feel good too. Simple. I mean, it's yeah. so simple. And it makes you feel good too. Yeah, it really does. It can. You want to know what else that makes me feel good? Healthy peanut butter cups that Sarah made. I just wanted to throw that one out. See, I got to hear that. If there's chocolate and peanut butter involved. Yeah. I got to know what makes it healthy. It's You're very simple. Carob, are you? No, no, no. You use regular <laughs> good peanut butter, by the way. Get, get some good, you know, like healthy organic peanut butter that doesn't have stuff in it. Yeah. And, um, use, you can use dark chocolate, milk chocolate, or white. If you're going to use white chocolate, get real white chocolate. Don't get the candy version, which is like what most white chocolates made out of is just candy essentially. Yeah. So yeah, you can do any of your types of chocolate. Of course, the dark chocolate's going to make it the healthiest. And mm. then you put a little bit of salt and sea salt's the best. It's the most flavorful. And I think you use a little bit of coconut palm sugar, which is the healthiest. Well, not the healthiest, but it's among the healthier sugars out there as far as from a glycemic index and everything like that. So I don't have the specific recipe right this second and proportions, but that's it. That's all that's in it. Huh? So like healthy, easy to make too. Yeah. I mean, you mix it all up and then you can get little, I'm not sure they're not really cupcake type things. They're, uh, they're like half the size of cupcake paper thingies. I don't even know what yeah. they're called. You know what I'm talking about? You put them in a muffin yeah. tin. Anyway, they're, they're the size of literally a peanut butter cup thingy paper thing you put it in a muffin tin and pour it in and then i think all you really do is just freeze them and then uh, put them in your refrigerator after that so they you know they're going to melt a little bit faster than a regular like reese's peanut butter cup if you pull them out and eat them but you know because it has less preservatives exactly but that's it you don't even really cook anything i think you just kind of melt the chocolate put it well i think you might cook it on the stove in the sense of melting the chocolate and kind of mixing it all together and then right you know then you freeze it and go from there so yeah. Um, but that's it, man. It's it's super simple. It's really good. They're they're so tasty. Ugh. Can you post the recipe on the show notes? I think I might have to. Yeah. By the way, go to uh, realbrianshow.com slash one eighty eight. We'll have the recipe for that, courtesy of Abel James, by the way, who was on the show a couple years ago. Now you can believe that time flies. Wow. Very very good. And then of course, all the other comments and links and everything will be on the show notes as well. But before we end. Let's get deep, shall we? Oh, do let's. Deep Thoughts with Captain Influence. I don't know about you, but if I ever go down the rabbit hole, I expect to find rabbits, lots of rabbits, and rabbit turds. Not that it matters because I'd never fit anyways. Let's go down the rabbit hole. Let's do it. Let's see what happens. Together. Yes. Well, then we definitely won't fit. Well, one at a time. Oh, oh yeah. Okay, let's try it. We'll just dig a little bit deeper and go to town. <laughs> well, again, happy Thanksgiving, happy Black Friday, and happy thankful weekend. Don't forget, we want to hear your thankful. What are you thankful for? Stories. We want to hear your trampling stories. Not really. And yes, really. we're asking this question. What other characters, we're going to go with fictional characters for now, have had that similarly inflated reputation that Boba Fett has? 
and tell us your thoughts. You know, and you think like, oh, this person was totally built up and then nothing really happened. Like, for example, I'm going to go with uh, Supreme Leader Snoke in <laughs> episode seven and yeah, eight in Star Wars. I'm going to go with that for go. sure. He was built That's up and then one. easily killed. So, yeah, send us your thoughts and we'll share them on the show next week and have some fun. We'll answer that question ourselves. We're going to have a good time with that. But you know what the music means. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Have a great week. Thanks for joining us. Again, I'm just so thankful. Honestly, thankful to have you here, Captain Influence. Uh, thankful to have you listening. Thankful to be able to do this. Yeah. Mm, let's go eat some peanut butter cups. It's time. Oh, please. Yes. All right. Have a glorious, glorious week. The Real Brian Show is signing off. The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514mediaempire.com.